right, welcome to FETV Zoom Room. Another new Zoomy in the new Zoomy in the room tonight. Keith Fahey, well-known uh, footballer to me and Neil, anyway. Um, Neil, how we doing, lads? How are you doing, Neil? Just good. before this, you were saying how he uh, not made you and made a full load in the game, so I thought that was a good place to start. Yeah, I'd say he did it more than once. In fairness, because like Keith, you played on the wing a good bit um, in your League of Ireland early days, anyway. I, I, when you went to Birmingham, were you more midfielder or? Yeah, I played a lot in the wing with Pats uh, early on, like when I was quite young and stuff. And when I went to Birmingham, then I played in the wing as well a lot. Left wing, played for dropped it left wing. So um, and Johnny McDonald used me a lot in the middle as well, you know. So you kind of I played, played four well. central midfielders at Birmingham, Keith, didn't he? Across the the park. We played with um, more often than not. It would have been. Uh, Barry Ferguson and Lee Bowie are in the middle. Uh, Seb Larson on the right, myself or James McFadden on the left. Yeah, uh, yeah I was like a second left back. Because <laughs> yeah. of the running, is it? Uh, just because I, like, when I played with Trotter, Paul Dolan, big defensive uh, tactic, mm. and I actually learned a good bit, so it was preparing me for something, you know. And then when I went to Birmingham, played on the left an awful lot, like, and doing well in the championship attacking, but when I went into the Premier League, it was more to picking up uh, loose ball and oh, yeah. hooking in and that, you know. I mean, so just yeah, going back so there, um, up there. Keith, no, I was cracking up, you know. <laughs> just going so, back there, Keith, when uh, football comes on, so like we'll, we'll just ask you, like, where again, we, we've told all our stories and stuff, but where, where did your story start in football? Like, where was your inspiration, players? Like, what what, what was your first love of the game? Yeah, uh, started back probably about five, six years of age. I, just, I don't know how I ended up playing it, um, but I ended up playing up with my local side up the road, time and bond. Um, my favourite team, I think, growing up, I think I, I was Liverpool for a little bit and then I went to Arsenal. I used to love Ian Roy. Ian Roy, yeah, just I loved Ian Roy and I loved the goals. Just, all the celebrations and all that. And, um yeah, we just loved football. I loved being with a football. I still do like even now, like, you know, so um yeah, and it just grew and grew and grew. And thankfully it didn't serve me too badly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you did you pick up any kind of uh, traits of being right in your career when you were playing that you would say? Um, I would have been quite moany, I think. <laughs> <laughs> number, eight, number eight, I wore down a patch as well. So that was another thing, same red and white jersey. So um, other than that, some of the goals, maybe. Um, celebrations, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because uh, I, I, I would have watched... Eric Hansen and Roy Keane, I suppose, growing up a lot, playing. Yeah, and you yeah. kind of pick up, you know, some things that you did. Like, I watched them over and over again, you know, little clips or whatever you could get, get a hold of at that time. Yeah. Videos, local, local VHSs for <laughs> yeah, yeah, local yeah. shop. But, uh, yeah, you, you just try to kind of replicate everything. And you did, did replicate a couple of things into your game from watching mm -hmm. other players play. That's the kind of point I was kind of getting at. Yeah, yeah. And um, how about, was it Cherry Orchard where you're, you're your schoolboy club? 
Toy Bond firstly, I didn't leave. Right. Like, I remember when I was playing with Toy Bond, I used to play like for a couple of teams nearly my own age, a year up and sometimes a year up after that and stuff. But uh, Cherry Archer would have wanted to sign me when I was probably nine years of age, ten years of age, and I didn't go because, like, going from Tallinn down to Ballyfermot, my dad didn't have a car and any of that stuff. So um, I ended up going when I was about 12, 13, 12, 13, and uh, I used to score a lot of goals here with time and bond and stuff like that. And I just, I don't remember why I left, but I suppose my dad guided me, need to go somewhere else. And I went down there. And um, yeah, that's, I played about two or three years down there and then went away, you know. It's not a bad year or bad age to leave, you know, like obviously you had a big group of friends in, is it time and bond? Is it, what did you, yeah, that's the name of the club. Like, I'm an old yeah. band here. It's, I live very close to the stadium, Tallis Stadium there. So, All right. Um, yeah. yeah. Good, Sorry, go ahead. your friends when you're that age before going to a more serious club, you know, 13 or 14, not a more serious club, but you know what I mean, a more, well, I don't know how you describe it, uh, yeah. more serious. It would be really. more serious. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, I... I played here, I used to love just going down, playing a bit, I played for fun, like, I played for fun, like, anywhere I went, even when I wasn't at train, I had a football, you know, so, um, going down there was probably a little bit different, I, used to, I remember getting the bus down, I used to be afraid of my life, going down there on the bus on my own and stuff, so, and then I get the odd lift off managers and stuff down there, but, um, yeah, it was kind of like, I had to go somewhere else, because I wouldn't, I, I didn't even know I wanted to be a Premier League footballer or whatever, but if I, um, if I did want to develop, I had to go somewhere else, you know what I mean? Yeah. And would you have been, like, the best player in that club before you left? Like, as in, in would you have the experience that, yeah? Yeah, I think I was. No, I didn't always believe. We had a very good side. Like, we had uh, Jonathan Daly, uh, Wayne Henderson, Shondell and Henry year later. Uh, we had a good outside, we did. Uh, Barry Lyons was another lad. Uh, Barry Rennick. We had a very good side, yeah, Mark Rooney and that. But, um, but yeah, go ahead. I kind of have a theory that, like, you know, it might have allowed you a chance to stay, you know, very creative. You're, you're a very creative player, ultimately. And that if, you know, sometimes when you go to a more serious team, they want you to pass the ball around a bit more, whereas perhaps at the younger club, you know, you could keep the ball and Take fellas on, and they were kind of they were they were relying on you to kind of score goals. Or was that your kind of experience? Or I, when I went from time of Bond, I probably played right back and centre back an awful lot. Okay. And then when I went to Cherry Archer, then I played uh, centre back with the first group I was with. And then when the rule came in to go to January first, um, I dropped yeah. down a year, so I went to another team, and he said you're wasted at centre back. We're going to play in midfield, so. That was kind of me. I only played one season in centre midfield and then I went away. Like, so, um, like, yeah, when I played in centre midfield, I, I just felt uh, like the shackles were off me a little bit. You know what I mean? I, tell you, I would never I thought you were centre back. <laughs> I would never <laughs> Yeah, I think it was one of them. Look, I, could, I had a good strike. I think any time I got a bit of space in front, I had a shot and scored. You know? <laughs> who, who was your man who put you in centre mid? Genius. We were wasted there. <laughs> Look, John Borker was, yeah. John Borker and, and Jimmy McNevin. And, um, yeah, that was it then, yeah. I think I missed out on a bit, though, not playing centre-back or centre-midfield a little bit earlier. You know, like, I never really... 
I never really, whether I wanted to listen defensively, I never really grasped a certain uh, side of the game that I probably could have, you know what I mean? And just talking yeah. about scouts then in Keterone, that stage, as you said, you kind of yeah. went centre mid and then you kind of went, how did that all come about? And was it was there contact made? Did you know that they were looking at you or what? Or? Yeah, I ended up going like every, nearly every weekend. I was going somewhere in the last season. I, I went to a lot of clubs, went to about 14, 15 different clubs or something like that. And um, Arsenal were over doing, Lynn Brady was doing like coaching school with the DDSL. And um, I went over there, we played a game and stuff. I'd done really well. And he must have noticed something about me in training as well, because he come over once a month, I think. And, um, they offered me a contract and there was no hesitation. I went over and signed, you know. They come over here, actually, and signed it. And it's a lot bigger in Dublin, actually, Neil, isn't it, than Cork? That, that kind of floating around schoolboys. Like it's, it's like, it's like almost American college football, you know. There, there's fellas waiting in the wings and they're picking up players. The clubs are picking up players for this big, this big money in it as well. Like it, it's kind of bit more developed. The, the relationships yeah. were bit more developed than there have been in Cork over the, years, the yeah. scouting system yeah. yeah it's kind of gone yeah. back a bit though in, in Ireland as a whole isn't it like as you said you're going away every weekend that was happening with a couple of players around the place like you were all going to the same clubs at, at yeah. different ages it's not like that now anymore really I don't think it is like I don't I don't really get involved in it or anything like that but I know our lads up there um They'd be, get, they'd be probably watched by a few scouts and stuff, but I don't think you can take players over now. I know it's 18 now, isn't it? I think legally they say it's 16, and I'm not sure. Like I know there's ways around it, but uh, there wouldn't be as many as when we were playing back then. I know there was lads going away, and a lot of lads went away before me, and I used to be thinking, like, they're going away. <laughs> I'm like, he's shy. Yeah. We had used to think, and... Um, but once I started going, I, I kept going back and stuff, like, you know. And did you like it? I, I, obviously, you, like, you know, talked to a lot of fellas went over. I didn't go over, Darren did. But, you know, there's so much trauma going on. You're so young. Yeah. I, I, I've read about you, Keith, that maybe you were homesick or whatever. And I'm not sure if that's true, but that, that seems to be a common thing anyway yeah. with people. Did I like it? Um, an award? No, I suppose. Like, it yeah. changed really, it changed really dramatically for me anyway. Like, I was going, probably started a show here with my team and stuff and I'd be allowed to do what I wanted and then I went over there and it just changed overnight, you know, like, coaches shouting at you and stuff like that. And also, the change as well, like, I was 15 years of age. I didn't come yeah. from a stable, a stable home. I didn't come from like happy families and stuff like that so I found it hard yeah like I would have been lost for an awful long time and going over and living with someone in a house in digs and all I just found um very very strange and I never really um never really adapted to it like I didn't didn't like I used to spend a lot of time just sitting in my room like I didn't like being around with families and stuff like that but look that, that was a lot of my own stuff you know I struggled big time over there Messed about a good bit of 15 years of age, done a lot of drinking and stuff. And um, you're so young, I mean, yeah, you're so young. young, you know. Like, mm -hmm. but I just I wouldn't have had the like the stable upbringing, I wasn't uh, I wasn't making good decisions, st stuff like that. And um, look, it, it was my experience, and I'm kind of I'm thankful now, you know, that the way things worked out, I uh, wouldn't change any of it, any of it, you know what I mean. And just for that for that experience, Keith, obviously you came back to Ireland. Then, um, was there a kind of stage where you said, 
like you know I've had a bad time here in the UK here did now, you go I'm to, gonna really did you go to Villa uh, sorry, sorry Darren I think did you go to Villa first before coming back yes you know, you know, I had a blade that showed as well I was like I don't like Arsenal I don't like the club I want to go somewhere else and stuff and then I ended up going uh, to Aston Villa they bought me from Arsenal and Right. Went to Villa, like, and I thought, like, I don't like your hair. Went to Villa, and then after a while, the same kind of stuff happened. Like, like I don't like your hair. And, How uh, old are you now at this stage, Keith? I was, I went to Villa just just after I turned 17, I think. Okay. So I went to Villa and was playing well and stuff. But again, after a while, I was just fed up, like, you know. Um, Were you playing the first team that stage, Keith? No, he wasn't no. in the first team. I remember I played a few reserve games, done really well. And I remember John Gregory saying to me, uh, oh, look, we want you in the first team when you come back after the summer. And I know he, was, he wasn't ready. I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't. It kind of frightened me, you know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, without the games, and it'd be 40,000 at the game. I'm thinking, I, I'm not ready for that, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I come home and... I didn't go back one summer as well. Again, I just was fed up, didn't go back. And then I got a phone call, you know, we're back in pre-season. I said, yeah, I'm not coming back. Like So eventually that kind of, I got sent home then as well. I got released then when I did go back. So um, I done well at Villa, I suppose, playing football, but just again, could not settle, could not get used to living uh, in digs, could not get used to, I didn't even like being around everyone all the time, you know what I mean? Like, I struggle big time, like. mm. but I think that there's a lot of people who, who who went over that age felt the same. Like I I read about Stephen Bradley talking about it, be you know kind of area as well. A lot of Cork fellas I know who are like Royal Donovan speaks about it and Joe about the difficulties yeah. they had. Like I, I I don't know if you're over blaming yourself there <laughs> or something or or you know I'd say it's it's it was very difficult for anyone. You know yeah. what I mean? Anyone comes into it. That situation is it's it's really tough. Yeah, it is it's tough. I think going into it, like you said, anyone going into it, it's so tough. Like in the figures will tell you like stack, like remind us of how tough it is to actually survive and stay and, and, and maintain and sustain the here over there. You know what I mean? It's so hard for them. Yeah, I was messing about, I suppose. I just, I have to take it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair, Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. This is, it's, it's a dream for a lot of players, and especially younger players, you know, you see all the Manchester United, the Cantonas, the Games, and stuff like that, and then you go into the academy, and as I said, you're constantly under pressure, you're fighting for your life inside there, trying to get a game, and then there's all the stuff going on the outside. I suppose when you grow up as a kid, you know, you go to local game on a Saturday, you're you're the hero, and then you come home to your family and you're happy out or whatever, and you know, your friends and you're you're comfortable. Whereas over there, everyone else seems to be comf- comfortable except maybe the odd four four or five that are in the academy that are travelling over living in the digs or whatever. So it's it's definitely, definitely a different life, like you know, to what, what it's portrayed to be. Yeah, I think like until you're in it, like and you see it and you're experiencing it, like people can tell you, look, it's great, you're living your dream and stuff like that. And then you go over, and I was just afraid. I was like, this fella wants me jersey, like, and what do you do then? You're kind of trying to search yourself, you know, the ego, a lot of ego in football, and I, w- I wouldn't survive without having a bit of an ego myself. And there, you know what I mean? You have to. It's it's dog eat dog. It's cutthroat and like that. When I went to Arsenal, um. 
there was lads coming in from Brazil, from Germany, from all over the world, and you're going, like straight away, I'm thinking, I'm not going to last here, I'm not good enough, like, you know, and it's just, um, and that's the stuff on the pitch, you know, it's, it's just, it's a really cutthroat industry, and that's why I will be kind of um, trying to, like, trying to, like, toughen air lads up a little bit as well, because, like, I think, for kids growing up these days, all oh, they see all the stuff and they, they want, they like, I'm sure we were as well, but um, it's just so hard, like, it's so hard and I think it's important that we kind of test their lads mentally as well and we throw little things at them that they're not going to like, you know what I mean? It's prepared yeah. because when you do go over, all of a sudden it changes and you're going, Jesus, what, what's after happening here, you know what I mean? So then when you came back, Keith, was it, was it Pats you came back to initially or...? I ended up playing with Bluebell for, a, right. a, a, I'm not sure how long, like, um, but uh, again, I was messing about a lot, and I ended up then playing a few games for Bluebell, and Eamon Collins then signed me at Pats, yeah. And was, did you find, because I found this playing with Cork City, now I hadn't been to the UK or anything like that, but I found myself in a group of guys who I kind of got on great with at Cork City, who were kind of old first-teamers, experienced guys who, do you know what, from there, really, I was just happy to be playing with Cork City. I don't know, did you have a similar experience at, at Pats when you arrived? I, I do you know what, I, I got back training and playing games. When I played my first game down in Waterford, I think I come on and I just loved it because I, number one, I was playing well and there was fans at the games and all back then. And I, I kind of... Uh, I just enjoyed the football then. Like my head was still in the in savage state, but um, right. yeah, I, I suppose I just liked that I was home. That was the main thing. Yeah. I was home. My dad was here, um, and I was just more comfortable with me, me familiar surroundings. I suppose you know. Were, were they a good bunch? You, you had some good players in that team. Yes, uh, we, I think when I went in, Paulo Sam was playing, um, great lad, and yeah, great player as well. Um, yeah, we had some good players, we did. Charlie and Babsy was there. Yeah, I remember marking yeah, him. There was some great players in there, you know, and it was like the full season, as soon as I got on, I think I played the whole season then, and the cup final, sending off in the cup final, we won the league cup that year as well, and uh, we done all right in the league. Yeah, it was it was great. Times like great times to be playing did, football. Did now, things start mean? feeling kind of normal for you, or like that things were back on track? Or uh... yeah, I'd be back on track playing me football, but after pitch, I was I was okay. there. I shouldn't have been doing. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So like I I was always struggling. Like until like, not so long ago, I was always struggled. You know what I mean? So um, that was hard to like. It was hard, like you asked me about my teammates there, and look, I never felt part of any teams I played in because of what, me, what way my head does be, you know, at times. Yeah. So, um, I was always at a bleeding, always fighting with myself, but thinking it was everyone else, like, you know. Right, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. You would never thought that from the way you played either. No. You, like, you know, you weren't yeah. over aggressive. It was like, I suppose. A conductor in an orchestra is what I would have kind of put you down as. Yeah. You were just so yeah. like everything, like you know, worked through you in the middle of the I park. You were so comfortable on the ball. Yeah, yeah, and that was it. Like you, you give me a football and take my teammates out and take everyone else out. I'm happy. Like you know what I mean. And 
Um, but it, that, it never really even looked like, I would agree with Darren, from playing against you, it looked like you were very happy with your teammates. I, I know you're saying you weren't, um, not that you're, you're not saying you weren't happy with your teammates, but it, you always looked like, honestly, you were part of, you yeah. were the main part of it. They were all, anytime you scored, they were celebrating with you uh, as if, you, you know, they loved you, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> But obviously, in your head, it didn't feel that way. It was probably probably more of it was in my head. But I'd say if you ask a lot of my teammates that I played it back then, what was Keith like? They probably had it, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's like um, I probably do build it up more in my head. But I always the way I felt like and feelings are, aren't always reality. But it's always like it's not like this. I'm not part of this team. You know what I mean? So. Hmm. And is that something you feel better about these days, like looking back? Or did, did you get some kind of clarity on that for yourself? Like, yeah, we have. The years? Yeah, I do. Like, I've still, I do an awful lot of work on myself. And I, like, Brilliant. Um, over the years, like, I've, I've got a level of acceptance and stuff. Like, so, yeah. Well, no. to, to even talk about it is... is mm. Is, is encouraging, like, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, I, I talk about people kind of go like that and go, oh, geez, I didn't know that or whatever. I look and I'm sure people that I was around and all kind of what the fuck is up with this fella, you know? Like, I came from, like, I know I talk about football, but I think it's all relevant. Like, I came from a home and stuff like that, you know? And I always felt like I had to fight for everything and I had to fight you for everything. and you know, and um, if things didn't go my way, I'd, I'd throw me bleeding dummies out of pram and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's all relevant. And in a way, it kind of drove me as well. You know, it was one of them that I, I'll show these, like, I, I, I'm, I'm important. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. It, yeah. You used it in a positive way, really, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I did. I did. And I could have bleeding. I could have ruined it all. I don't know how many times um, through carrying on and stuff like so. Thankfully, things worked out in the end. You must have a good, uh, like, mental toughness about you because, you know, when you when you get go through these situations and you look back, like, to make it where you did in the end, and even even to know, do you know what I mean? You you, you yeah. do have to be mentally strong in some capacity, like, and that's that's football, don't it? Like, there there you have to be mentally strong, like, it's 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 such a big part of the game. Yeah, 100%. I, I do always say that to our own boys as well, you know. And, like, I, again, I say I'm lucky today. Like, I played in family issues when I was younger, which probably toughened me up. I had to be tough. I had to, <laughs> I had to learn pretty quickly. But, um, and it wasn't all great stuff, you know what I mean? The stuff that I learned, I learned to play and not trust people and all that type of stuff. And, um, but I did learn that, look, I keep going, I keep going, I keep going. And so it, it probably stood to me in the long run. and. Yeah, I will be like again. I don't give myself enough credit. I will be quite mentally tough, like you know what I mean. And I think your career speaks for itself in terms of mentally tough. I think Darren's spot on about that, and you are too, Keith. I mean, I looked at guys who who went back to leave Ireland and went over again, and, and most of them they spent maybe one or two years in the leave Ireland, or um, you know, you you spent about five years, six, you know, with Pat. Yeah. Uh, and then went and played championship and premiership and with Ireland. Like, that's an unusually long kind of turnaround, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, it takes I, a lot of mental strength. I, I remember, like, I remember playing well anyway. It was that Pats. I thought, like, I'm playing well. Even looking back now, it would have been very raw. Like I said earlier, I wouldn't have, like, defensively and stuff like that. 
whether I listened or I was able, it was just um, there was times where I I wouldn't uh, switch on to certain areas of the game. But um, yeah, I, I was probably just at the losing the train of thought there. What I'm saying, but um, so so you you basically you spent about five years in the League yeah. of Ireland, which was after five. You know what I mean? Because a lot of guys, all right, they might come back, have one or two years, and go over. But you seem to, you know, find your feet back here and then build yourself up. Like that, that took first resource. Yeah. And, and to stay here for five years, like when I was looking, I was surprised you were here as long as you were before yeah. going back over. You know I, what I mean? I think I was lucky as well. Like, you know, I played with, like, my last year before I went away, I played with some really good players, you know, like Gary Dempsey, Mark Quigley, Barry Ryan, team. people yeah. that helped me as well, you know. So, yeah, and again, another thing that drove me, like, Going back to being mentally strong, what other players were going away? I remember there was a time where quite a few Shelbourne players went away and stuff like that. And I, again, I'm looking going, geez, I must be better than them. Like, what's the story? And I probably had a bit of a reputation that didn't uh, didn't do me yeah. any favours. And I had to keep going for probably longer than someone else um, would have. But I had this reputation. I had my history in England already. Kind yeah. that was dogging me a bit as well. So, um, thankfully you need a bit of luck as well, you know, and, and, and thankfully um, things worked out, you know. Yeah. Did you have any so, offers before Birmingham came, came no, in? Birmingham, Birmingham was the only um, the only concrete offer. I remember, um, remember Andy Cousins actually had something to do with it. I remember he was keeping me in the loop and he was saying, look, they're watching you. And they, they couldn't judge me. They're like, they're saying it's a shit league and all. like, And then, like... I was scoring a lot of goals as well, which in my last season, I scored some like 12 goals, the most I got in, in any of the seasons. And the European run, I done really well in as well. So um, I think after back, we made a bid. And I remember being down Richard Sattler, I was actually, I think he was the CEO at the time. And we, we had the argument over it. Like, you know, he's like, ah, oh, look, um, he says, these deals take time and stuff. I said, how many of these fucking deals have you done? Like, you know what I mean? So I was just really anxious about it not happening and stuff. And I yeah. said, I've made threats and all. I'll never play with this club again if it doesn't happen and stuff. But it was definitely uh, now or never, I'd say, because you were back so long. I'd say sorry? it could have been, no, I could be wrong, but it seemed like it was now or never at that point. I would didn't happen like I, I would have just jacked it or something, you know what I mean? Like I, I could get so long out of that kind of mind frame and then I'd set myself back by doing something silly, like you know what I mean? So how old were you then? I was twenty five, just about to turn twenty six before I went over, yeah. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. So I, I say I was a bit more mature, I could say <laughs> that, but they're just words. <laughs> <laughs> How was the, the difference when you went over the second time? Obviously, you, you knew a bit more, you're a bit more experienced coming into probably yeah. your prime. Again, um, it, it was still dog eat dog, like, you know. Yeah. Probably more was, so in, that, in, in the championship. Do you know what I loved when I went over straight away? Training was high tempo and stuff runs I was making I was being picked out like balls I was playing I was putting someone in I was scoring goals and training and I loved the intensity and training I did I really loved it like and I slotted in straight away like I done really well again in training and stuff and when I when I got on the pitch I done well I had a little bit 
against Nottingham Forest early and it was a, like a shanked across into the top corner and look, I scored about four goals in the second half of the season. We got promotion and all that. So um had a couple of bad games as well where I remember playing in centre mid against Sheffield United and I had an absolute beast and I remember I think Alec McLeish was like I had a couple of good games and he's looking at me going, What the fuck have we signed? Because he was wondering like how he was so bad and maybe he was but um look I had a couple of bad games, more good and um few assists, a few goals and then the last day of the season we got promotion. It was great. I scored and uh, set one up and played really well. And, yeah. Had you been on it? Had you been on a one-year contract or two? What, what did you sign? Did you say that? Sorry. I think I signed. Um, what did I sign? I probably signed a three-year or something. All oh, right. And I was on short money, like you know what I mean. I was nearly on same money as Pat's. Like Pat's was yeah. running money at that stage anyway. But um, on saying to me agent, like at the time. Is that like because I was told this is what you'd be getting when you go over and I go, oh, this would be great. And, and I go, is that, the, is that what they give me? He said, yeah, yeah, they're saying you're really small. <laughs> Helen Brady was there, was, was the CEO or something at Birmingham. And the agent came in and goes, she said you're very small. Anyway, I was gonna sign whatever it was because I knew I knew it was a stepping stone, I knew I knew that look I'm contracting stuff and that's what I don't like. Really fairy tale stuff, to be honest, you coming back for so long and then it working out when you went back. Like that's literally ten years later almost from when you yeah. first went over, like Yeah, yeah, really yeah. is like you know, it's 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 madly it's mad how it all happened, like, you know, and uh, just very grateful as well that it did. Um like I said, football um the football's never served me badly. That's why even now I'm out out on the road kicking ball because I get Right. And and what was the premiership like then when you went up there? Yeah, the premiership, um, it was a lot tougher, obviously. Um, like, we just got promotion and again, my dad died, God bless him. Okay. Um, dad oh, died like, a couple of weeks into the, the season and stuff. And That's tough. But, yeah, it was a tough time. My dad got sick, like, as I went over and stuff and... Um, that like again, I, I told you a little bit about my family home and stuff. Like my dad basically raised me myself and my, and my brother. Okay, I'm young and that was that was really tough, really tough time and stuff. But I, I kind of come home for the funeral, went back, missed the Spurs game, I think, and then was just back into training, back into like oh, I need to be in the team and stuff, you know. So look again, I look at it like I was lucky again because. Uh, I don't suffer well with, with emotional pain, being honest with you. And I think okay. that the football would have uh, would have given me a good like something to keep me to keep me away from feeling that at the time, you know. So uh, I went back obviously, and um, yeah, first game was against United in Old Trafford, and it was great. Like it was great. Again, it was just it was a bit. It, looking back, it's just all very surreal, like you know. Um, 
Yeah, and and then the, the season just continued. Then we done really well, like. Um, and were you in the Irish team? Were you the, the Irish setup um, when you got promoted, or we were you in the Irish setup before that? The senior setup. I think I got into the senior setup probably. I think it was probably about how big. I think okay. I was friends in the Premier League a little bit before I got a call up and. Um, so had your dad passed away by then, Keith? Yeah, my dad had he passed did. away then. He got to see me in, um, play my first game in Old Trafford. You know, like oh, brilliant! Like, wow. Yeah, it was brilliant. Like you know, that's what I mean? unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad was he was great. He was you know like as a kid, like I hear a lot of people and I see it myself. Like parents um, getting involved too much with their kids. You know what I mean? So get me to matches. Didn't have a car, all that, but. And never, never influenced any of my decisions. Like you know what I mean. Brilliant. Like there you go, and he go down the other end of the pitch and watch the football. You know, so and um, yeah, that like, served me well as well because I made made me own mistakes and I, I made me own decisions and I live by die, <laughs> live or die by them. You know what I mean? Like so, for him to see you in Old Trafford was you know that was that was right. That was apt. That was the right you know. Yeah, he hated United as well, he did. He hated United. <laughs> <laughs> he scoring the game. We hated United in this house. Um, yeah, we lost 1-0. We lost 1-0. Mm-hmm. But we didn't do We done all right. We played, okay. played quite well. I played well and I still played in centre midfield. Yeah, it was it was great. Like, you know, a lot of people there watching me as well, friends and, and, and family and stuff. And, like... I don't know what it was like for them, but I'm sure they, they enjoyed every every bit of it, you know. How did you find the difference in the, the, the Premier League? Was it a case of pace, time in the ball, you don't waste it? Yeah, yeah, pace, um, decision-making, runs, you know, like the, there'd be patterns of play, like, you know, and the, the, they'd be doing phases of play. There, there's a runner gone there before you're even looking all that type of stuff in certain teams like I remember playing Chelsea um, I was actually on the bench and I was watching Chelsea in Stamford Bridge against us and they were just like a machine the way they played like and they were just great to watch and United gave us a good hiding as well and one of the times uh, Liverpool gave us a good hiding as well but um, yeah you're just coming up against like technically Everything is done really, really quickly, really powerfully, and like you, you don't get tight to someone in midfield. I remember mm. Damien Cook as well. Uh, I was playing the left. I think he was playing the right. Can in one sort one from the sideline, bump by me, boom, thirty yards, bottom corner. Like you know what I mean. So yeah. it's that type of stuff. You don't like you might get that. I compare it to here and stuff, but you might get that every now and then. Like um, off the cuff stuff, but that was happening. Like, does that be going on every game? Like, you know what I mean? Well, because people yeah. people watch it, <laughs> people watch the game, I suppose. And even coaching there now and stuff, you're doing a bit of coaching, the badges and stuff, and you're looking at you're breaking down games and breaking out footage. And you know, a lot of people step back and say, "Oh yeah, we well, could. He should have just picked him there, and you know, he should have gone with that runner." But it's done in so quickly at such a high tempo and pace that like. You can look at it all day long, but it's it. You can train for it all day long, but it's ha- it's happening. Just yeah, <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Just really yeah, trying to yeah. be aware of it. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, it was it was really good. Like, who was it? who stood out for us in the league? Like, we played against um, obviously Paul's goals, uh, Rooney, player I played with Stephen Carr was brilliant for us. Like, um, what a leader! I, I, amazing technique on the ball as well you know he take the ball on a full sprint into a stride and uh, he led us really well Barry Ferguson was brilliant for us as well he had the best probably season of his life the fourth season of Premier League uh, Lee Bowie brilliant as well played with some good goalkeepers Joe Hart uh, Ben Foster uh, was brilliant the ones yeah and then on an international level would you say to step up again Sorry, you broke up there in a second. On an international level, would you say it's a step up again? Um, would I say it's a step up? It was a little bit, I think it was a little bit slower. Okay. A little bit like more cagey or something, the games, you know. Um, would it be a step up? I, I didn't think it was. No, I didn't think it was. I thought like uh, training was decent, which all training together and stuff. The matches were kind of... Um, Kind of real cagey. It was more like the teams didn't want to lose. Like you know, that's mm. the kind of vibe I got from it. Um, obviously, it's international football, but you'd say it's it's the peak. But um, I didn't feel that way. You know. Do you think the pace has taken out of it because, like in in the Premier League, you're training day in and day out with the same players, whereas on the international setup, you don't get the time. It could be that. Yeah, yeah, it could be that. You've marked more chances to walk on phase of play and stuff like that. Um, it could be something to do with that, yeah. You played against uh, Schweinsteiger as well, didn't you? In Germany. Yeah, I was there. What did you think of him? Yeah, he he was good, obviously. I think Ozil as well played in that game as well. Um, yeah, they were they were very good that game as well. We got a good hide in that game, I think, because we lost oil and cut. I actually gave one of the jerseys away at a bingo. <laughs> bingo here on the road the other night, and I donated uh, one of the jerseys from the Germany game. One of the influence won it down the road there, so I was delighted. Oh, fair play. Yeah. Wait, Keith, when do you think you were playing your best football? Would it have been in the championship when you you more time to express yourself, or was it in the premiership, do you think? You're when your hot streak was, or seeing the best of me, was yeah. Um, I would say in patches at Pats. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, in the championship, actually, the second time we were in the championship, so we went to the Premier League. We got relegated. I played really good football in the championship under uh, Chris Hewton, and I played in centre midfield more often than not. Like so, I had a good spell in there that time as well. Um, but I think. Like in terms of being creative and running with the ball, driving with the ball, really driving with the ball and stuff, that would have been a patch. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you had some great uh, European results as well during that spell, didn't you? Oh, we had a great run in Europe, yeah. We played Elfsburg, we beat them over two legs. Uh, we played some uh, Latvian side that year as well, we beat them, and then Hertha, like, Hertha beat us 2-0. But it was a great... Yeah. Great time for the club and all that, you know, it was really good. And I remember that being at Pats at that time, like we had our own little kind of training ground. It wasn't our own, but it was like our own. We had our own little place to go when we come in, a bit of field and stuff. And um, yeah, it was just great again because it was home. We were going up there. 
it felt like a proper football club and stuff like that. And did you feel part of, like, did you feel part of at the time? Because we were all uh, kind of full-time then, and yeah. a few Irish clubs were doing well, like Cork City, Pats, probably Bowes, Shells at the time. Did you feel part of, like, things getting better in the League of Ireland? Did, did that interest you at all? Like, the yeah. overall scene? Yeah. Yeah, it was getting better. I remember, like, um, I remember myself and Mark Quigley were doing well and we were talking, like, and, like, Pats were, they were offering a fair few quid. I remember at the time, uh, I was trying to get away. I think I was talking to Mark about it. I said, Jeez, why would you go away? Like, we're getting paid well here and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was good to be part of it. I suppose, like, looking at it, like, it's like that. It started to go like that and then it just went, oof, Did, yeah. You know, and I think going away, it was... When I went away, it was kind of, I'm yeah. not sure, I think the ass was ready to fall over. Yeah, I think your timing um, was good. You got the right timing. You missed, you missed it. Um, and then that's what happened, I think. And then when I came back, I, I expected it or, or, or wanted it to be the way it was, and it just wasn't. And I was very surprised, like, with some of the grounds. I know we've said it already, but some of the things I just couldn't. I thought, like, again, I started giving out about everything, but. Um, yeah, oh, they hadn't improved really the the grounds. Yeah, they're just saying yeah, yeah. all the time, like, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pity, like you know, because mm. I think the footballers, the lads here, they they, they deserve like they deserve a, a group effort by everyone and stuff. The fans, the ones that do go as well, deserve it. You know, like and it's just a pity, you know. But if you look at the amount of talent and the amount of young players that, that went to English clubs, like every other country they have like a good structure, a good standard, you know, and their clubs are big, big clubs, big stadiums. It's just it's just something to look up to and it's a hell of a lot easier to kind of make it make make it as a footballer at some 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 stage, like, you know, not not yeah. just to the Premier League, but you could be in your own country, you could be be a lot uh, professional yeah, quite easy 100% and like you're looking here like if you're, you're going to really like unless you're very lucky again you play in a successful team here through a, a good few years is it going to is it going to sustain you like financially and stuff it, it isn't really like you know what I mean it's, it's a pity like I know the, the Dundalk lads would have done great of like I'm sorry if I mention money a bit because I like yeah. I think in my, in my own football, I remember thinking, because like, I never felt good myself, I'll tell you what I'll do, go and earn a few quid, and that'll sort me out, you know what I mean? And it didn't. But although like, my drive to play football was to enjoy football, and then it was to earn money out of it, you know what I mean? Because um, thankfully, when, when I retired, I, I'm not worrying about bills and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's that's just been my story. But... Um, and the lads at Dundalk have, have done probably well financially with a bit of the run they've had, and they deserve it as well. You know, like there's other teams in the league that like training an awful lot, putting a lot of hours in, and probably not getting the financial money, the money that they deserve as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I think in fairness, like when we were playing back in the day, um, there was about four or five teams full time at the top of the league, even six who yeah. were really, really strong, and. That helped us all in Europe afterwards because we pushed each other. Whereas yeah. Dundalk, in fairness, like I know it's a positive to being kind of out there ahead of everyone. I know Cork City chasing for a while and Rovers doing really well now, but they've almost done it on their own. And like I think they deserve a massive 
them credit, especially the group of players they have. Because um, our problem, our problem was for Cork City anyway. I don't know if Pat's had the same problem. We couldn't keep players. We did well one year, and then we lose a few players to a club, and we go down again the next year. I don't know. Did you have that same problem with Pat's? Did you? We, there seemed to be a lot of uh, a lot of players coming down. Yeah, like yeah. every season we used to. Who's going to come in now and stuff like that? Remember at, t- at times like they'd be playing seven or eight new players and others just moved on as well, you know. No, didn't really feel like, you know, like this is the way we're going and we're, we're set and this is the way we're going. It was always like, how can we get in? We had players coming in and at times I was wondering, like, we got a few long players, I think, when I think Aaron Collins was in charge, but I wondering how long are these lads going to be here and stuff, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very kind of fly by the night stuff, I think. Um, whereas, wouldn't it be brilliant if, say, the past team you had, or were in, you know, one of the better teams of the past teams that you were in, if you had like four good years in Europe to improve, because I don't know, you must have improved from playing in Europe, did you initially? Because certainly, I know from my own experiences, and Darren will tell you the same, like that's what you want to experience, and then you can come back, and, and all of the whole team can improve and keep going, but. If you if you don't if you're not playing enough in Europe, you're never gonna you're never gonna improve really. Yeah, that was I, yeah, that was, like I remember um, Johnny as well, Johnny McDonald. We'd always work towards Europe, like you know what I mean. Probably tighten our eye off the league a little bit as well. I know Liam Buckley was similar as well, and Paul Doolan as well. Like that was the real test, I suppose, for coaches as well. But um, yeah, look, you could get to Europe as well and you could be out in the first round. So, like, true, round, like, we, we were lucky again the season I was there last season, played six games, like six, two games against the Laughing side who were poor, but it was an experience in itself. And um, Elfsborg was, was a brilliant like, trip away. And then the game at home was brilliant as well. And it, there was just, there was more football played in the games, you know, like, not slagging the Irish League, but. They were good players. They were technically very good. And I think for myself personally, it probably served me well that the, the ball was more often than not been trying to be played around. So, And then Hertha were, Hertha were okay. Like They had a couple of good players, but um, for the spell, about 15 minutes, I think over there, we, we, or 15, 20 minutes, we got beaten and then kind of 20 minutes, you know. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant experiences for you, though. And, and they probably serve you well, I'd say, going across known all right, I can play against Hertha Berlin. Now I'm going to the championship, and I'm like, if you hadn't have had those European experiences, it might have, you know, you might have had those doubts in your head, like. Yeah, 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 definitely, sir. You know. Mm. Plus, you can slag your lads in training that you played in the Champions League. Yeah, UEFA Cup was it? What was it? UEFA Cup. Yeah. No, the qualifiers. Where are you now, Keith? So you're coaching oh, you Rovers, yeah, Shamrock Rovers. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, uh, myself and Padre Flynn look after uh, the under-13s, like, so a bit disappointing, obviously, like, with all this going on. Yeah. We're, we're about a yeah. week or two away from starting the season and stuff, so good group of players, really good. The ads, a couple of individuals who are really good, obviously, like, in any team, but um, with a good team spirit and all that, it's just, like... But then you come back now, it'll probably be like strangers, you know. So, um, and do you enjoy it? I enjoy it, yeah. I really enjoy it, I really do, yeah. I really do, yeah. Um, I love going up, I love training the boys, I love trying to look after them. And 
like that, like I was saying earlier, testing them in ways that like they're probably going like you know. So I think the hard thing is like at the moment like the parents trusting you that like if I'm leaving little Johnny out for this, you know, like it's all like you spoke about mental toughness in football and stuff like and you have to realise that they're not going to get everything their own way as well, you know. So um now I really enjoy it, I do, I really enjoy it. I love going up and just feeding off their energy, you know. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and starting your coaching journey there now, like, and I see you have a badge there hung up in the background of you. A badge there, yeah, it's me B license. I need to get I'm halfway through the A license. I don't yeah. mind up the park. Um, and how, how are you finding the coaching side of the game? Because obviously come, coming in as a player, it's totally different. Like, that is, yeah. there's a learning curve. You're learning all the time, and especially on the... The, the coaching badges, I know a lot of people are doing them and it seems to be people are willing to educate themselves. Definitely, yeah. I think the more people you speak to, the, the more you learn. Like, you know, once you're you're open to listen to, to other people as well, because I would have thought I knew it all, like, as a footballer. But, yeah, um, yeah like, it's been good. Like, it kind of, it's been a slow burner for me. I'm not, like, over the top mad about coaching, being honest with you. Like, yeah. I like being a bit of a mentor for the kids up there. Um, I don't, I don't feel I overcoach anyway, and um, I think I my f- kind of philosophy is that they need to kind of work things out for themselves as well. Like you know what I mean? It can't be always oh what we do here, like you know. So yeah, mm. um, yeah, I enjoy the idea. I more enjoy the connection with them and stuff. You know, I think like I said earlier, we built up a good bit of team spirit and stuff, and I think that there's other things that they could learn as well outside of football that I'm trying to help them with as well, which is supporting their families and all at this time as well, you know, like things like that, reconnecting, making sure they stay connected with each other while all this is going on and stuff, you know, so um, there's loads of chances to to, uh, coach and coach not just football, you know, life skills as well at the age. Yeah. we got great pleasure in it. Well, I think is isn't it crucial to know like the age they're at, having your experience of you know gone over to England at a very young age, you know how important it is to 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 realise that <laughs> these are young kids, like yeah. and they might be the elite of Dublin, don't get me wrong, but they're kids ultimately, and I suppose you know that more than anybody. Yeah, yeah, no, they might oh. be watching, so be careful. Yeah, look again, it's it is they need like it's it's so so tough that if they are we're gonna watch this it is so tough and stuff like that it is so tough and um although they're probably <coughs> I feel they're the best group in in their age and there's like like I said some good individuals and stuff when they go to a bigger pill that's gonna be tougher again and if they go up again it's just gonna get tougher and tougher and tougher so like you know what it's like when you go into um and just go up the levels you seem to kind of. You see players coming in, you go, Jesus, he's all right. I haven't seen him. Like Players just get better and better as we get older. Some players that are good now at, at the age I'm working with, they might not develop, or the other, other players develop a little bit quicker. You know what I mean? Yeah. And would you say, sorry, would you say like in the future that you think, like you've played under so many managers now, Keith, you know, and coaches, I suppose. Say, for example, a common coach we would have, well, he was my manager, Paul Doolan, he was your manager too. Yeah. He would be a brilliant, brilliant coach. My opinion, um, I I'd imagine like going forward, you know, take each day as it comes. But like senior management might be something that you look forward to in the distance future, and you could use some of the learnings from those guys. 
Yeah, I think like I don't know like whether he will or not. I just kind of just trying to take it as it is and where it brings me. I don't know. I don't have like I don't have plans to do that. But if it, like I don't know what's what's yeah. out for me, out for me. I think so. I don't know where at the moment. But um, I all I already use some of the things like you know like from certain managers and stuff. Like I learned a lot. Um, people skills from Chris Hewton. He was brilliant. He was. Paul Doolan, like, again, like, people skills wouldn't be a thing for him, no, but he was a brilliant coach. Brilliant Absolutely coach. Brilliant coach. Brilliant and I coach. A lot as well, like I said earlier, about hooking on the left side and stuff like that. Johnny McDonald was great at motivating us and all that. So the stuff you take from from every manager and every coach as well that I've worked with, you know, so. And when you say Hewton's personal skills, we just make you feel kind of great, kind of. Yeah, do you know what? He was just um, a very humble man that like had time for everyone and uh, treated like the, the the dinner ladies as as well as he, he treated his players. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Just he comes ac- he, co- he comes across that way. Sorry to interrupt. He, co- he you know I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, like I um, I played obviously season for him. Remember he played me on the left wing in the first game and I. I'm not going to play there this season. So I went into him and said, I'm not playing there this season. I only played there last season. Blah, 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 blah. He says, oh, you're telling me now. And So he put me in then and I had a couple of blatant run-ins as well. Like, oh, you, a little story, funny story, funny now. Um, after the after the Euros, we qualified. Boy, I didn't go back to training. Then I was on the gargle. So I didn't go back. I was late going back. And like, I remember he dealt with me and he dealt with me fairly straight. And he said, Look, are you okay to play on Saturday? Like, and that was it, you know, like, I got me fine or whatever I got. And um, that was it. Like, just, he just had a good way about man, an excellent coach, an excellent manager as well. He wasn't just a good person, like, you know what I mean? Brilliant. A hero of mine as well from Euro 88, amongst other yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's good. It's so important for for coach, especially going into coaching, that you had that background. Um, is there anything that you would have seen in the clubs, not just coaching management style, but even down to diet or training, that you would have said, "Wow, I haven't seen that before." Or that's something I'd bring in, or anything like that, or training. Um, <clears throat> no, not really. I don't think like I I count myself again very lucky that I, you know, like in football. People take for granted, like we get taught a lot about what to eat, when to train, when not to train, when to recover and stuff like, and I still apply them things now at the moment, like, you know, like I've eaten too many carbs there, I'll cut back for whatever, like, so I do try and tell our, our lads that as well, like you're blessed, like, you know, even like the time now, like, I still know I need to train, you know what I mean, I need to get out on my bike or I need to go for a good long walk or something like that and and um, we're just very lucky, you know. Uh, Field wise, um, I wouldn't have been a great up until I was probably in my twenties. I didn't eat great. I didn't. Um, I was always looking for that comfort. You know what I mean? So I would eat a lot of junk and eat a lot of chocolate and stuff like so. Um, now nothing really jumping out. Now I remember being at Aston Villa actually when I when was there. We had coaches Kevin McDonald, Tony McAndrew, uh, Gordon Counts, and. They didn't complicate training. They let us train, played probably a lot of the time we done boxes like rondos as they call them now. And they had this little indoor hall and we played five of sides in there like 
Astro and their padded walls, like, but they were high tempo, brilliant games of football. Brilliant. Mm. I learned an awful lot then about like what works for me and trying. I love going to try and having a structure, bump, 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 and you're finished. Like, and um, I suppose that the simpler I, I kind of keep it better. And once they're ticking all the boxes that we need to get them through, like a bit of competitiveness, a bit of technique sometimes some tactical stuff and, and stuff like that you know like I really enjoyed the training while I was there I know they get there's actually a lot of stuff going around about Napoleon and all that but like I, I remember me nearly having an argument and I just told him to fuck off <laughs> you, you, you were the bully there so yeah uh, yeah I remember I was injured one time and uh, I kicked the gym I just fuck off like you know uh, I know there's a few lads suffering over the days I feel it you know but yeah there was a couple of Things came out about that, all right. I, I don't know much about it yeah. to be honest, but I, I kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah, leave that to none of the anyway. If someone, someone's willing to talk about it or some stage, we have a part of that in the camp anyway. We're all right, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you fully full barrister yet? Um, oh, yeah, oh, we're sorted so. Yeah, um, um, you're you're doing a you're doing a bit of coaching uh, German Shepherd as well, Katie. Yeah? Ah, come here! I, I was oh yeah, I saw dog. that. Lovely dog. <laughs> Lovely dog. And I still have an idea. I was dog the other day. I had him doing blading tricks. His owner was looking at me. But now, uh, my dog died of cancer. He did nearly a year ago now. But um, oh, absolute belter of a dog. He's he, yeah, he done some great stuff. And but he, you wouldn't be able to approach me on the street. He'd kill you. Like, that was, one, <laughs> that was one thing that couldn't It was too hard, but now... Did you get into training the dog or what? Or did you... Did I trained him. I trained him. Because he was well-trained, like, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd done a lot of work with him. Um, he tested me patience greatly. Um, and, yeah, he was great to me. He was a great dog. But, um, Is that like a hobby or something? Or It was a hobby. I got a dog. He was my first dog. I was with my ex-girlfriend and we got the dog and I, I didn't know anything about dogs. I was just like, that dog looks good. We'll get him. Um, and this dog was when wild he was. And I didn't understand that you have to be trained mentally and physically yeah. and all that. And Jesus. But um, yeah, no, we hadn't done great stuff. Just the one thing. I couldn't socialise and really couldn't. Couldn't socialise with people or other dogs around. So it's like walking around with a load of gun at times, you know. He was like you for your first 10 years as a, as a player, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, we actually had a dog trainer up here, right? And he was like, um, he says, do you, tr- do you trust me? And I said, what do you mean? Like, he goes, do you trust me? I said, I trust you with me dog. Like, in other words, I don't trust you. <laughs> and he, said, um, he goes, well, the dog, the dog's picking up on your energy and he's not trusting people else. Oh, it's going yeah, through. That's deep. That's deep. Jesus. Yeah, well, so as vicious he was. Well, if you can he, get what, the... What's, what's the chart behind you? What's the chart behind you? Is that a league table? Yeah. That's just... Uh, it's a planner. For it's your planner. coaching? Just in general, yeah. A few things popping up. It probably looks a little bit more fancy. Than no, it's is. good. Yeah. I, ho- um, I, hope the, I hope the red ones aren't they off. <laughs> <laughs> the early planner it is. It's out the bleeding window now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you can get how are you getting on anyway yourselves with all this? Yeah, it's going it's going all right. We're doing 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 a bit now, all right. Like uh, we had Paul Byrne actually on there last week. Um 
with Roy Donovan. So yeah. getting around to a good couple of lads there. As you said, like even yourself there, like you've some great stories and even as a coach there now, like yeah. you've a lot to offer, you know, like a lot a lot of people haven't gone through what you've gone through and come out the other side. Yeah. Like for me, I'm like yeah, you could get on to maybe Messi, Ronaldo or these kind of guys, but I I, I think someone you turn them down you turn them down for Keith yeah we turn them down for Keith yeah yeah but, oh but you do you you have a lot more to offer because they haven't gone through the strengths and the trials and I even know myself what it's like you know to, to try and make it in football and, and yeah there's a huge opportunity in this country I think and Neil you'll be of the same opinion is that it Premier League is not all the, the be all and end all you know there's there's other yeah. opportunities you know there's there's other countries like you look at Roy there now in Australia having having a great life as well at the side of it. Yeah. And you know, there's there's yeah Falvey's in America there now at the moment, another Cork lad. And you're just looking at these guys and saying, like, you know, there's there's other paths, like because we all think go to England and then that's it. And then you get yeah. over there and as you said, you sell a bit a little bit of your soul to stay there and, and kind of, you know, you put up with a lot to stay there because you think that's that's not the only op- or that's the only option I have, or, or if I go home I'm failure, or I'm this yeah. or that, you know. But like you, you've done a lot, a lot of things like that. Yeah, yeah. No as and people don't realize that because we do come home. And we do, we do like you look at even Sky Sports studio there, and it's there. You you look at Gary Neville and Roy Keane and Jamie Carragher, and they come on, they're bantering each other and saying, "Oh yeah, like." But if someone gives them a bit of golf, it's like, "Oh, what did you win?" or who. Who who did you play with or do you know and that's that to me is like you know that's yeah. that's not life do you know what I mean it's like who did you play for or this kind of crap or yeah 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 it's like that's where I actually find that I'm quite relieved to be out of the bubble of football as such you know what I mean like because it does like I was always talking to some kind of mind the other day and it is like a bubble like but yeah. you need to be in that bubble you need to you need to have your own bit about you to survive like and. Um, I just I feel relieved to, to be actually somewhat normal anyway and trying to live a normal life as well, you know, and um, having gone through it as well, you can look back and, um, yeah, it's it's so tough. And like you were saying there about, um, like, there's other paths as well, like like that, I would have thought England was the only way and a lot of people driven to England nearly, there's no other avenue, but you see players now going to Germany, to, to, to Spain, to... Yeah. Italy and stuff like that, and you like you wonder, like, I sort of love that, but um, everywhere I've been, go there I am, you know what I mean? So it wouldn't have been any different for me. <laughs> You're stuck with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, Keith, if you get the Shamrock Rovers on the 13th, uh, doing tricks like your dog was doing anyway, you'll be flying yeah. anyway. So, but look, thank, thanks for coming on tonight. And, Pleasure, Keith. Uh, Pleasure. Just everyone, again, if you're watching this, you know, like and share it. That's the only way we're going to get around. Try to get on as many people as you can. And again, try and get on as many guests as we can and something offer. Thanks very much.